0: and gentlemen you are now listening to the scare blast podcast
1: and now here's your host lisa burton
0: hi everybody welcome to the scare blast podcast i'm your host lisa burton and today i am sitting here with isabel richards I always want to call you Isabel Burton, because now I know that that was your maiden name, and so I really had to think about that for a second. No, that's amazing. Yes.
1: Our our dual name, actual given last name bonding.
0: Yeah. it's pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, So Isabel Richards is a therapist Mm -hmm. who generally works with uh, sexual violence survivors and their partners or spouses or people related to them, relatives, and so it's really exciting to have her here today to talk about the horror movie It Follows, mm-hmm. which, of course, is a movie that deals highly with sexual issues and sex and this mo- this monster that follows you, It, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Isabel, let me ask you a couple of general questions about scary movies. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like scary movies? I love scary movies. I absolutely, I don't know what it is about
1: them, but mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid, yeah, I was always drawn to watching the thing that, and my parents were really, for whatever reason, never noticed like R ratings or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like I saw a lot of scary movies at a young age. And wow. now I look back and go, oh my gosh, a child? No. Like, yeah. I was a young impressionable mind, but... <laughs> It's, I, I love horror films. I love scary movies. I think I'm more drawn to different types of horror than I used to be yeah. nowadays. Partly maybe because I do a lot of trauma work. So I think I see it through different lenses sometimes now.
0: But yeah. Yeah. Long answer. Cool. Love, 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 no, that's yeah. great. I um, Do you remember? like Is there a scary movie that pops out to you as one that maybe you saw first or as a movie that you... Um, When you think about it, you're like, that's my favorite, because, or, because, excuse me, because, or whatever, like, it's your favorite, or. Oh, totally. Well, can I, can I mention a couple? Yes. Is that okay? Yeah. All right, one
1: movie, and I know it kind of floats between, um, scary movie and kind of more sci-fi movie, but Uh the movie that I've come back to over and over again is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, yeah. That was something that I saw when I was, I don't even know how, I must have been like six or something, like Uh the old black and white. Yeah. And I could not get over the idea that like the person standing next to you could actually be a body snatcher. Like yeah. that blew my mind And for whatever <laughs> reason until I didn't see the ending until I was far older. Mm-hmm. I just like, it would always be kind of on between channels. So yeah. Um, in my mind it was like still happening. Yeah. I was like, this is a possibility and it's happened. Maybe it happened in the fifties. I don't know. You know, you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. So that stays with me forever. Um, I this is not a technical scary movie, mm-hmm. but it scared the living daylights out of me, which was uh, Temple of Doom. Ooh, yeah. The scene with the man getting his heart cut out. You're haunted. Yes. <laughs> Still haunts my dreams. I know. I can't handle like Kali Ma, Kali. I can't yeah. handle. <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah that, yeah, that definitely fully on gave me nightmares for years and years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And then the classic scary movie that has haunted me forever, which I'm sure I'm not alone in this, is I saw The Shining. I must—I yeah. think I was like 11. Yeah. And I just gone to summer camp and some other, it was like nine and 10 year olds, I guess, had just seen it. So they uh. spent this whole time at summer camp going like red rum, red rum yeah. and like giving me all this like insight into this movie. So I, I came home and I don't remember how I got a hand on a copy of it. It might have been at a friend's house. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Um, and I just remember not understanding why it took so long oh. to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it filled me with so many feelings. Yeah. But I knew I loved it. Like, I knew, like, this is something I don't. So yes. I, so yeah.
0: Long. The shiny is one that keeps coming up for people that mm-hmm. similarly is like, that movie is so goddamn scary. Oh it's so scary. Um... Yeah. And so, so th- what a good pick. Uh, do you gravitate more toward like supernatural horror or to like slasher films? Or um,
1: I've done a little of both. Uh-huh. Like I
0: love, I for whatever reason I
1: love Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. and the original, of course. And, mm-hmm. But then I also really liked, and I'm, people might like hate me for saying this, but I really liked the remake. Oh yeah, of Texas Chainsaw. Okay. For whatever reason, again, it's one of those like. Yeah. Things where I saw it with the right group of people in the right setting. And right. I, I don't know. It was, it was just kind of like a memory. Yeah. Um, I never saw it. So okay. I don't know. I'll put it out, you know? It's, it's yeah. Something, it's something to check out. But, um, <laughs> I, I, in general, I far prefer supernatural suspense, mm-hmm. like atmospheric mm-hmm. movies. I love gothic. Yeah. Horror stories. I like, I, I mean, I like to read them. I love yeah. those stories in general. I'm obsessed with, um, Paranormal stuff, anyway. Yeah. So that's that's the stuff that actually really scares me. Yeah, you know, like slasher films. I'll I'll, I'll be sitting there. You know, my heart will race. I'll feel all the feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll definitely be like, "Why are you going in that direction?" Yeah. But a supernatural thriller is going to be the
0: thing that will haunt me. Yes, um, I yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That also is my. Uh, preferred genre mm-hmm. uh, is the uh, paranormal. Mm-hmm. So, will you please summarize It Follows for us? I, I can
1: try. Okay. Um, so, as as I, as I saw it, mm-hmm. It Follows is almost like, to me it feels kind of like a little bit like an indie coming of age type movie. Yep. Like it follows a young woman named mm-hmm. Jay and then um, her group of friends and her sister mm-hmm. and you really don't have a ton of adults mm-hmm. involved. It's more just centered on just these young people's lives. Mm-hmm. And essentially she has sex consensual sex mm-hmm. with a partner who, you know, she's very excited to be with and right at the most vulnerable moment, you know, they've just made love. it felt like made love. Yeah. Like the childhood She's describing like, this is like how I imagine growing up to be. Yeah. Um, she is uh, given this introduction to the fact that now she has this like completely mysterious entity of some kind um, that will now stalk her in a very terrifyingly (laughs) measured way. Yes. Completely like no stopping it Mm -hmm. until she has sex with somebody else and passes on the curse. Yeah. And it's, that, that's, I don't want to give more away. Yeah. But it's just, that's that's pretty much it.
0: So, what, in your mind, like, when you analyze this movie, or like, when you are thinking about what this movie might mean, or what rang true for you, like, mm. what do you think about the sex portion of this movie? Mm. Like, why is it that sex is then
1: the, the catalyst? Yeah. Like why is sex the catalyst? I, I, I felt like, Okay, like, I felt like a part of me watching it was like, oh, this is like STIs, or, Uh you know, like, kind of like, almost like, like, if if I'm going to take it, like, so face value, it's like the ways in which all of us kind of struggle with intimacy, and physical intimacy, and emotional intimacy, and then you're trying to kind of like figure it out and you're doing this maybe at a young age where you're still develop you know, we're always developing sexually, but like you're mm-hmm. just trying to like really figure out what it's all about and those extreme highs and extreme lows of heartbreak and feeling let down and used and betrayed and Yeah, you know, that kind of those themes. But I also felt like the the further into the film it got, the more I felt like it was more like, what came into my head is the way in which, and this is, like, going back maybe even to, like, Freudian stuff, yeah. which is actually not the therapy that I practice. Sure. So, like, up, <laughs> like, this is not necessarily, like, what I would say speaking to a, you know, if someone yeah. survive or anything. But, sure. Um, but the ways in which different psychologists have thought of, you know, sex as, as a way in which it's, like, that's the survival drive, but it's also, like, the marker of your own mortality, because, mm-hmm. You know, like the idea of an orgasm being, you know, the little death. Yeah. Right? This idea right. that you, you are trying to kind of procreate or trying to make yourself mm-hmm. feel alive. But as you do this, you're also aware that you must someday die. Yeah. So it's almost this, like, it felt almost like, like the sex itself. Because when sex was shown, and this really surprised me. Because I was, I was, I, in my head, I, you know, as horrifying as this is, we do live in a rape culture. Yeah. Where... The idea of violence against, you know, women in particular, but against all people, is just, well, sexual violence, it's a given. It's like yeah. the world we live in. So, I was almost primed, even just given the horror genre, mm-hmm. expecting that I was going to see, like, a rape scene. Totally Or I too. was going to see something, you know, that would be really triggering. Yeah. And instead, it felt like actually the sex was negotiated consensually. Yeah. The partners, I mean, you. but it also was pretty... Again, in that brutal, like, everyday way in which it's like, okay, so this is consensual, Mm -hmm. but you sense that, like, your reason for doing it is different from your reason for doing it, and you're not on the same page, but you are into the app, you know, you're consenting to this behavior, you're, you know, no one is inebriated, everyone is giving verbal consent.
0: Would you consider Jay a, like, do you, would you consider her a sexual violence victim in this case hmm. and and i guess in the way
1: that or just, just a trauma just, yeah. victim. yeah in, in 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 my in my estimation she she would need to identify that for herself if yeah. that makes sense like i couldn't put that label on her but, yeah um i i do think that some of the ways in which she is responding uh-huh what what I really loved about the movie is because you were you almost like witnessed the reporting process of sexual violence, right because even though the act itself was consensual, what happened afterwards was very much traumatizing and had sexual content in it, yeah, because the creature it whatever it is is coming to her in the form of a naked woman, yeah, and it's a strange naked woman, and she's oh it's so creepy She's walking so 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 slowly so there's absolutely this like sexual or trauma of some kind of sexual nature right she's in this overwhelming situation she's tied up she can't do anything yeah and it feels like this kind of sexual image person is like coming toward her for who knows what yeah yeah um and i do think the movie has a way of showing that the way in which this creature is following people yeah it has this atmosphere of it wants something from her mm. it has it's not just like oh, i'm slowly walking like you know you see zombies like just mm-hmm. kind of mindlessly although we can talk about that too yeah, right but. <laughs> but the idea of like the zombie just kind of like with no thought coming toward you right yeah. just to eat your brain it's like no like you kind of feel like these this whoever takes the shape is like staring at her yeah and is almost like a predator so i do think that The way that she, for example, is, like, sitting curled up Mm -hmm. in, like, this numbed space after it all happens. And that, like, the shock and the freeze response and all of that, that's really true to trauma and to sexual violence. I thought it was really interesting that they showed that she has an encounter with the police and that she has an encounter at the hospital. I mean, I I was watching and going, like, are they doing a rape kit? You know, like, I was kind of watching because to the outside world, everything that happened to her was... Was a rape yeah. to some extent. So whether yeah. she saw it fully as that, it, to me, it felt like she saw the first part of the sex itself as yeah. that was consensual. But the fact of what followed would absolutely be trauma. Right. Yeah, you know, the way that she gets triggered, mm-hmm. like, because if you think about how trauma will feel to the person in the trauma, I loved the film on, for this level because the actors portrayed the fear and the it almost to me felt like. Because then nobody else sees it. That's a big point to make. Like yeah. nobody else sees the threat. She sees the threat. Yeah. So when you've experienced a trauma and you're triggered, in your mind, you're not safe. The threat is there. You're having, you know, all those physiological responses. Like she's sitting there shaking and crying and yeah. screaming, and to nobody else. Yeah. Can they, no one else can see why. Yeah. And the thing I thought was so neat is they so easily could have made it that nobody believed her, that her support system was constantly invalidating her, not believing her. That's
0: so sadly, that's often the case. And not only that, but that's often the case in most scary movies too. Oh yeah. like We were just oh, like, yeah. you have to have this innocent, often either a child or a woman, in this case it's both, mm-hmm. but you often have to have that person who nobody believes. And in this case, her friends are all on her side. And there are a number of times where they're like, no, I don't see it. I'm trying to help you here, but I don't see it. So I like, what do I do? So they're, they're also helpless, Mm -hmm. uh, in that way. And they're more supportive than other scary movie supporters Mm -hmm. are, uh, or aren't as the case may be. But in this case, I, her friends, to me, did as much as they could. Yeah. Like They were empathic. I mean, they listened. Like, I kept yeah. watching it going, oh,
1: they're empathizing. Yeah. And, like, they're recognizing. <laughs> like, we're not you. And we don't know what you've lived through. But yeah. But we are trying to figure out, okay, will this help you? Okay, yes. fine. We'll support you. We'll empower you. We'll I take you her. out to
0: the beach. Like, I let's, loved, like, go somewhere else.
1: I love that they, like, they essentially were constantly checking in with her. Yeah. And really empowering her. Like, the second she said, like, I need to, I need to flee. Yeah. They were all like, let's do this. Yeah. And they were, but they stuck together.
0: Yeah. Which is like trauma
1: isolates. Usually. Completely. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. it was just neat to see.
0: The uh, the author and director of this also had mentioned, and I thought this was an interesting point too, mm-hmm. that not only does the sex kill you in this movie, but also, because a lot of people attacked him about it being about STIs or about um, AIDS specifically, or about, um, or about sexual abuse Mm -hmm. or any of that stuff and how sex kills was, Mm -hmm. was basically how people were kind of attacking him over this movie. Mm -hmm. And he said his defense, which I also found equally as interesting Mm -hmm. was that, yeah, but not only does sex kill you in this movie, sex can also save you. So you end up saving yourself through the new relationship or the new sex that's happening. Um, Which I also found really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And just a new, uh, for me, it turned it, it it turned the meaning of that for me a little bit, which was just like, there's not only fear, but also hope uh, in the same idea, which makes it brilliant. And really good. <laughs> so good. Thank, that's, yeah, thank you for saying that. Because that yeah. just blew
1: my mind. Yeah. You're so right. You're yeah. so right.
0: No, yeah. And yeah. I, I hadn't thought about that before I read that interview with that um, with the director of that. Yeah.
1: Because there's like that one scene where she's just had sex with Paul. Mm-hmm. Again, sorry, no, I'm yeah. spoiling. Oh, no,
0: please spoil People watching spoiling. it are like,
1: spoiling. oh, no, Paul. <laughs> come on, Paul. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yes. but, but but the way that afterwards they're like, do you feel different? No, like it felt like almost like that classic movie, like, like you know, we've just had sex for the first time kind of moment of, well, we're still the same person. In and in, a, in an interesting way, it made the sex feel like, you know, the biggest deal in the world while simultaneously not that big a deal either. And such a part of the human condition. Yeah. That, and it's interesting too, because then um, even just what you just said, like, yeah, the sex is non... In some way, once you have this thing stalking you, Mm -hmm. you are also then, you you know, you could argue that some part of sex is always tainted for you because you are always wondering, like, I'm passing this curse on, I'm passing this on, I'm hurting you or harming you some way or at the same time harming myself
0: somehow.
1: But it's my only hope. So yeah. why wouldn't I try it's like, oh, that just speaks volumes to the need for reconnection. Yeah. And yeah. intimacy and like the healing. This is what we talk about where I work. Like the healing, the harm came in relationship, but yes. the healing needs to happen in safe relationship. Yes. That like you cannot have the healing. And healing will take whatever form it takes. Yeah. And no two people are alike and it's it, it's totally up to that person. But Relationship is such an important part of that healing. Yeah. It's it's not so much like you can just as a trauma survivor just walk around isolated all the time. Yeah. Like there is a way in which there are people who will support you and listen and care and believe like her friends. Yeah. Her like how friends. interesting her friends who have been that person for her kind of bring her back into the fold. She was isolating, she was staying in a room.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And now she's back in the fold and she's together. Like, at the last yes. stage, she's not alone. You're right. Yeah. She's walking hand in hand with Ducky. Paul. Yeah. With yeah. Ducky. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry, I just got on a giddy tangent. I no, love that's great. This movie. All right. So, Isabel, mm-hmm. tell me in, if you are going to rate this movie out of. Um, 10 out of 10 uh, 7 foot 7 tall scary monster men. <laughs> so if you would give it uh, you could give it 10 tall scary monster men uh-huh. and it would be the best scary movie you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And one 7 foot 7 scary tall monster man is a uh, bad scary movie. <laughs> Although still terrifying. Still one terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. i
1: very really tall myself. I don't know why that scared me. Um, um, what would I give it? Yeah. I would give it Oh, I'm so bad at numbers in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to give it, because I think this is going to stay with me. Yeah. And that's kind of my measure of Seven Foot Tall Scary Men. It's like, how much will this stay with me and impact how I view future films? Yeah. And I do, I would give it a nine. Yeah. Like, it will absolutely, I will always go back to this, I feel.
0: Yeah. And this, to me, is a modern classic. Yes. It's going to end up being one of those movies that sits, on your scary movie shelf, in your mind, along with, uh, to me, for me, alongside movies like The Shining, Rosemary's Baby, mm. The Exorcist, like this is going to sit on that same shelf Beach. for me. Sorry, it is, yeah, you know, yeah, no, that yeah. yeah. it will sit on that shelf. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, are you ready for trivia questions? Yes, I am. Okay, I am. Um, here's the very first one. Um, do you know what the poem is that Jay's English teacher reads out loud? Such well, a good question. Yeah. Um. I meant to look this up Yeah. I, I was like, that
1: would be such a good terrific question. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to wildly guess because oh. I feel like I've been on an Elliot kick. Uh-huh. Is it something connected to Elliot or T.S. Elliot? Yes.
0: Sweet. Sweet. It absolutely is. Boo. Do you know which one? Can you guess because you're oh. on an Elliot kick? Oh, God. Well, it's I, okay
1: everything know. has to do with The Wasteland. Yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to
0: guess it's The Wasteland. It's but, not. Okay. But it's the love song of J. Alfred P. <sighs> <sighs> Which is actually one of my favorite. Oh gosh, yes, yeah, that's an awesome one. It is an awesome one, yeah. And and um, the reason why it was so poignant and stuck out so much in this movie, and why it was used, is because it's the idea behind it is like being haunted by reminders of unattained carnal love, mm. sexual frustration, and awareness of mortality, mm. all wrapped into the same poem, which. Is everything that this movie is about? It is. So <laughs> that pretty much sums up the poem pretty and much the movie. Sums up is. everything. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Next. Okay. This is
1: clearly we. Okay. This, you'll laugh at this. Okay. What are Jay and her sisters' favorite snack foods, as evidenced by the the um, offered plates that appear throughout the movie? Oh my in a gosh.
0: Key Even just name one. This is a great question, and this sounds, this is a Lisa Burton question. I do not know the answer to this, but I'm going to guess, um, like, cheese and crackers. Oh, you're so close. Okay. you totally
1: it. The ones that stood out to me, so it's always, like, a really, I felt, like, probably purposely very, like, Classics uh-huh. like suburban, like white bread with like probably a piece of cheese and meat. Yeah, like, yeah, sand, yeah. Like cut in like diagonal. Yeah, sandwich. But then there's always uh, nacho cheese
0: Doritos <gasps> and a pickle.
1: Hey, uh, and I know I only remembered it because I love both of those things. Yeah. So I kept watching it,
0: going, "Man, I could use some right of I definitely noticed in the hospital scene at the end mm-hmm. that their friend, um, her name is Yara. Mm-hmm. Yara was in the hospital eating one of those uh like a triangle sandwich yes! on wheat bread mm-hmm. and also drinking a juice box. She had the juice box and I think there was a jello. Oh yeah. Again
1: again oh, I Jell-O. noticed the food because I, <laughs> <So laughs> I watched. Oh I also want jello. Oh kid food.
0: Oh. <laughs> um all right here we go. What is the name Jay show up for? I have I'm just going to make it up, because mm-hmm. I totally don't remember mm-hmm. um, Jennifer. That is a great guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, in this case, is short for Jamie. Oh. And do you have any ideas why he named her Jamie? After Jamie Lee Curtis in yes. Halloween? Oh, yes. Of course. Oh. He named her Jamie. And um, Jamie Lee Curtis also has a sister named Kelly. So, Jamie, Jay and Kelly... That's amazing. Heyo. I well, I thank you. You're That's welcome. Like, That
1: enriched my feelings about this movie. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. All right. This is probably going to be my favorite question. Okay. Because when I found... I, I'm so excited about this. Okay. So you'll notice that throughout the film, Yara is using um, kind of this non-dated clamshell e yes. reader Yeah. What cartoon character in our lifetime yep. uses... Such a device, or something comparable to such a device. There,
0: are we talking about Ariel
1: <laughs> from The Little Mermaid? I believe I will accept that answer. Okay. As well as April O'Neil. Hey-o! Has, that is great! Has, like, a little, like, she says a tortoise, or a turtle shell, uh-huh. like, you know. Yeah, you yeah, say. yeah. But I, I kept to watching it. turtle. Yeah, so right? I kept watching it, and thank God someone had gone online <laughs> and done this for me, because I kept watching it going, I've seen that in a cartoon.
0: Yes. It does. It feels really familiar. I think you
1: are absolutely not wrong because there's definitely a scene that I can recall where there is a clamshell compact. Yes. That at she least one of her sisters is using to like doll up.
0: Yep. And then they use another one for the lipstick. Boom. Yep. Yep. We know. That's great. That's amazing. Okay. Um, what game are Jay's friends playing when she gets dropped off after her date? They're all playing a card game. I believe that would be Old Maid. Yes, they were playing Old Maid. Ding, ding, ding. Amazing. Yeah, and it's the version that my grandparents had at their house while yes. we were growing up. So it's got these, like, great, really old, it's a really old version, mm-hmm. and it's got these really old, and I distinctly remember, like, the number eight had this. Car salesman type guy, and then the old maid herself was this gray haired Bibby. She had like a classic bun wig and sitting in a rocking chair with a shawl, like an Afghan shawl. Whoa! Um, but I recognized the cards right away in this movie, and I was like, That's old maid, my grandparents. I have not seen that game for years like over a decade. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. That yeah, was great. Oh my gosh. All right, um, this is all right. I'm actually just gonna go with my um, I have two alternate questions. Okay. So, um, what is Paul, right? That's mm-hmm. your friend. Um, what is Paul wearing for much of this film's um, climax following his sleepover? Hmm. Do you recall anything significant about what he's wearing? Change. So the scene where he's like being attacked and all, you know, that's...
0: Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't remember. I'm going to guess a turtleneck. Oh, such a good guess. Yeah. Um,
1: the reason I even asked this question is because as soon as I saw this, I felt like whoever David Robert Mitchell is as a being, Yeah. we are kindred spirits <laughs> and or had very similar childhoods. Okay. I also was raised in the Midwest, so that makes yeah. sense. Um, because he is wearing, like, clearly a handmade tie-dye shirt. That's awesome. And flannel pants. <laughs> which is evil. Like, the second... And then that's all you need yeah, in yeah. my brain to generate every idea connected to a sleepover. Yes, totally. Every idea.
0: Absolutely. Like, yeah, that, I I mean, as kids, we used to make our pajama pants. <laughs> so, I 100%, I mean, everything about that sounds accurate to me. Just so dead on. Um, I have one... Last question. Mm-hmm. Here we go. When Jeff tells Jay about the it that is following, mm-hmm. he says, "And I quote: It's very slow, but it's not blank." <sighs> oh gosh! Mm-hmm. It's very slow, but it's isn't it like it's not stupid? It's not dumb. It's not dumb. Yeah. 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 It's very slow, but it's not dumb. Mm -hmm. That is so eerie to me. That was so eerie and specific. Mm -hmm. And like, it's very slow, but it's not dumb. No. Real spooky. Oh, I'm just getting chills. I know. And it's not either. It's like, I mean, you see it throughout the movie at like, gets on your roof and taps on your window or breaks in from the roof or breaks in from below where it knows you're not like Mm -hmm. it's very slow but it's not dumb Mm -mm. it's not it's not a mindless zombie yeah like some zombie portrayals like i wish it yeah i wish it were a mindless zombie (laughs) because then you could reconcile yeah yeah you could also like reconcile killing it there's something about Mm -hmm. killing this that's like i'm killing a sentient Something, but then I can't kill it, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's going to kill me. Yeah. Um, spooky. Yeah. Do you have any other questions?
1: Um, I have. Well, I have one last one. Yeah. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I have two. Okay, let me hear. Do us. you want to hear? It? Okay. Yeah. Just because this is so great. I love trivia. All right. So, what Dostoevsky novel or excerpt really is Yara heard. quoting yeah. from her e-reader? Bonus points for the original, like
0: larger text. That sometimes it's drawn from. I wrote Dostoevsky, but I did not write down what it was. It's Dostoevsky's um, thoughts on life. Oh, I don't no. know. you got it, you got it.
1: It is um, Dostoevsky's The Idiot. Okay. And I could be totally wrong because this just came to my head, but it from, I, I had to read it in college. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it's also, The Idiot itself is like a no, novella or novel taken from the brothers Karamazov
0: oh neat okay so (laughs) and it was really good super nerd it was yeah (laughs) real learning (laughs) Um, and then last
1: question Mm -hmm. and then I think this draws a really like this is one of the characters who I want to rewatch the movie for to watch where this character is because you're so right what is the little boy who spies on Jay wearing yeah Through much of the film, and when he comes back, um, when he appears as one of the like versions of the creature, yeah, that he also. But there's one item of clothing that he's usually seen wearing, and it connects to something you brought up. Actually,
0: oh my gosh. All I can think is that he was wearing like a shirt, some kind of like a striped, was he wearing like a striped t-shirt or something?
1: He may have, he may have in one of the scenes, he's wearing, I noticed he's wearing a red hoodie.
0: Oh. Like, every time he's
1: spying on her. Yeah. Like, when he throws the red ball.
0: Oh, yeah. Or
1: you think he's throwing the red ball. Yeah. But then you start... I, I, want to be I wonder if you watch it, because I wonder... He's there throughout the film. He's always wearing... He's usually wearing red. Yeah. Which is, now that you've said that whole thing about the red. Yeah. I'm like, why is he always... He's the
0: fake-out signal.
1: Yeah. But then also, he's a creepy little kid. He's, he's like, like a- climbing
0: on her house to spy on her. I know, yeah. And those neighbor kids are creeps and perverts. Mm-hmm. And then the... um. There's also a woman that's, like, following her in a red dress, like a tight red dress. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that red and pink thing. That's a real thing. It's so fun. I will never look at a (laughs) child wearing a little
1: hoodie the same way again. (laughs) Spooky.
0: spooky. Um, Well, Isabel, thank you so much for coming and speaking with me about this movie. What a fun talk this has been. I feel honored Yeah. privileged. Thank you so much. (laughs) Been super fun! You're yeah. amazing. Oh, you're amazing. amazing! You have such like a great, um, specific take on this, which has been really refreshing and lovely. Ooh. So thank you. Thank you. Um, is there anything that you have coming up? Are you online anywhere? Anything you could plug? Um. What do I do? Well, not, I'm, okay. I'm a
1: side thing. I, I make, uh, I create custom made meditations.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: That I love horror, but I no, also meditations. Yeah. 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 So, um, plug
0: that. So while I get...
1: Sure. So if you are interested in a meditation recording or just want to talk more about, uh, meditations and such, that's at, uh, creative Yay. 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 Thanks so much. Thank you.